0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the save the kids podcast it's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world we bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in at the end of the day we're all here for one reason to help save some kids i'm your host nate webb let's get to it Welcome back, one and all, to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host Nate Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area, and we are going to be doing segments four and five of our NCOS, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, on our NCOS. Dirty Dozen List for 2022. Um, we're going down their Dirty Dozen List. These are the platforms that have been identified that are enabling the sexual exploitation of children. Last week, we were talking about Google. And this week, we're going to be doing 4 and 5 um, because it's two platforms that... Um, the one's not going to take up a whole lot of time, but the second one will. The first one is called Can-a-Cook. Um Canacook is a Christian summer camp. It's a super popular Christian summer camp that thousands of families have been sending their kids to over the last 60 years, literally. Maybe even longer. It says, like, well, no, yeah, almost 100 years. It says summer camp since 1926 on their logo. The problem here, guys, and all this is based off of the article written by the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. They have an article written on all of this, and all of the information I'm talking about, it's based off of that, and that's going to be in the podcast description. But the problem here, guys, is that thousands of families, okay, they've trusted their children's hearts and minds to the safety of Canica camps, one of the largest Christian sports camps in the nation. And tragically, okay, and it's super troubling this is even happening, more and more survivors have been coming forward saying that there is sexual abuse happening at these camps and that not only is it not being addressed, it's being swept under a rug. Um, And so you wonder, how far back is this going? Well, as of May of 2022, uh, after a host of allegations came forward, more and more survivors have been coming forward naturally because they feel more courageous. When one person stands up to a bully more and more people feel the courage to also stand up to that bully. So more and more people are, are standing up to Kanakug. And we have people who are as old as 60 years old, dating back to the 1950s, um, that are talking about how they were abused at these Kanakug Christian camps. Now, how on earth would a, would a Christian camp stand for this? Well, he, here's their reasoning. Um, Some of these survivors talk about how ex-employees, different people who were at the camp at the time, um, sexually abused them. They're always adults, something like that. And then when the kids would bring it to the administration of the camp, like, I just got sexually abused at camp, um, the administration would say, this camp, Jesus, everything is about forgiveness, not about hate. And we wouldn't want to ruin someone's life over one stupid mistake. And then they'd brush it under a rug. And that is incredibly damaging towards survivors of sexual abuse. It makes them think that they're that that they're not important. That people care more about covering up their attacker and their aggressor and their abuser than they actually care about the person who got abused. And that's exactly what was happening. They're covering it up. They're telling them, "Hey, we need to forgive," and they would literally they would literally minister to its sexual predators. Um. Now, Kennecook has actually been investigated by USA Today, by a few news outlets as well. Um, And there's a group of survivors that came together and they wrote a letter. To CannaCook and it was delivered personally to CannaCook President Joe White. So I'm going to read a segment from this letter. It says, we are survivors of CannaCook abuse and their allies. We have endured child sexual abuse, extortion, silencing, physical abuse, harassment, public denial of said abuses, and much more, all the hands of CannaCook Ministries and its affiliated entities all while under your family's leadership. We are only a small fraction of the Kennecook survivors, yet our collective abuse experiences span from the 1950s to 2022. We have been abused and silenced for far too long and now joining hands to stand up for accountability and justice um, and stop ongoing and future abuse. End quote. Um, so between April and June of 2021, um, the 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 National Center on Sexual Exploitation, um, they, they were contacted by three survivors of sexual abuse um, that was taking place, allegedly, at least, at Kennecook. Um, he, this is crazy. One survivor he spoke about said that finally at age 70, he was sharing what happened with him for the first time when he was a young counselor at the camp. That means young staff members are getting were getting assaulted at the camp as well. And nothing is being said about it. It's being covered up. Um, And so despite people coming forward, despite the lawsuits, the news investigations, everything happening, the camp still continues to minimize what has happened and still continues to go on as if nothing happened. And so because of that, because they are minimizing the reality that they allow abuse of children, sexual abuse of children to flourish... That is why they're on the dirty dozen list. Um, responsibility, accountability, and transparency must be required of institutions like Kennecook camps if we wish to stamp out child sexual abuse. That is straight from NCOS's website. Um, and there's no transparency and accountability right now. They are covering things up, and there's kids getting sexually abused at their camps. And so, um, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse at Kennecook camps, Um, and you need counseling, or if you want to, you know, there's a link here that I can include. Um, I'll have a link to this whole page for the NCOS's, um, for their, for NCOS's article here that I'm referring to. Um, but just know that you're seen, you matter. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Um, there's at least a dozen lawsuits going on right now with CannaCook, um, and you can take action. There's a there's a petition here you can you can fill out. There's different things you can share, uh, pre written tweets that you can share on on Instagram on on, on Twitter, um, and whatnot to try and bring awareness and demand change from CannaCook. Um And it's not really an online platform is a thing. It's a physical camp, but they're covering up. It's a children's Christian sports camp, literally a children's p- Christian sports camp, and for the most idiotic reasons, they are covering up and minimizing the fact that child sexual exploitation is happening on their campuses. So it's time for change. And so they are on the Dirty Dozen list. So there you go. That's number four. Canna Cook. Number five is going to take me a second because number five, I I have some, some pretty intense feelings towards number five. Um, so... Let me show you here. Um, Let me show you here. You can't see anything. So number five is an app called Kick. Um, For those of you who don't know, Kick is a messaging app. Um, It's a free messaging app that's popular with young kids. It's anonymous. And so the, the, the idea, okay, is use Kick to chat with friends and connect with brands, games, and media. The problem, the problem, it's anonymous. And the anonymity and ease of connecting with strangers also ranks it among the most dangerous online spaces for kids. Here's a here's crazy thing. So there's an online study that found that 23% of, of these kids that, uh, that are on Kik, um, 23% of kids that are 9 to 17 on Kick have had a sexually explicit interaction on the platform. With 14% of users experiencing such an interaction with someone they believed to be an adult. And then sexually explicit content, it's, it's not only rampant, but easily accessible in a multitude of public group chats. Guys, if there's ever a group uh, a messaging app, not even a group messaging app, just a messaging app in general, and it gives you the ability to chat anonymously for, with something or with someone, I mean, it's it's trouble. Because there is some dude pretending to be a 16-year-old so he can chat with other 16-year-olds so he can get them to send inappropriate pictures, nude pictures, naked pictures, so he can sexually exploit them. Um, Keep your kids off of Kik. Just straight up. Keep them off of Kik. Kik's emphasis on privacy and anonymity has made it difficult for the law to be involved because you can't tie anyone to anything because it's anonymous. And free speech is free speech still. And so even if they do something illegal like child pornography, which there's no such thing as child porn, it's child, child sexual abuse material, um, it, they, they can't link it to anyone because it's anonymous. Um, so again, kick is that it's a free messaging mobile app. Um, and it's available on Android. It's available on iPhone. It's available on any phone you can get. Um, and the thing that makes it unique, <clears throat> is it's built around the teenage demographic. It's not really built for, you know, your your millennials who are, you know, 20 to 30. It's really built for those teen, those tweens, which makes it especially dangerous because that means it's also built for pedophiles and predators. Um, a quote on here it says, Today, many teens and young adults are slowly moving away from social media and looking towards chat as their primary sources for communication and information. And where better to turn for a fun, safe place to connect? Kik, of course. It's like they're quoting an ad for Kik. As the only chat platform built especially for teens as a clear leader in chatbots, Kik will become a central hub for everyday life um, for teens across the world as we grow. It's just so sick because... They're trying to create an anonymous platform where kids can talk to each other. And especially with kids, social media, anonymity, screens, they magnify what is already there. When they have no accountability, when when their name isn't attached to what they say, when they can't see the reaction of the face of the person that they're talking about or talking to it becomes very easy to bully people it becomes very easy to say hateful things it becomes very easy to do things you wouldn't normally do and pornography is rampant on this app when i posted about this um because i'm on my on my instagram I'm, I'm posting about you know all these things on dirty dozen and i posted about kick I had five or six people DM me talking about being sexually abused on the platform, on the messaging app. People would send them explicit material. People would demand explicit material from them and then threaten them um, saying, you better pay me money or else I'm going to send this to everyone that you know and love. Um, It's absolutely despicable. Um, And despite all of the numerous media and law enforcement call outs this platform has barely made any progress in shutting down predators and other behavior that already that goes directly against their guidelines that's the thing it's not like they don't have guidelines in place or like a policy saying you know predators are bad they do and this goes directly against what they what their guidelines and they do are doing nothing about it um Kick currently gets about one million downloads a month, and it's crazy. Um, there, there's, there's, there's a uh, one convicted child predator told the media, "Kick is a predator's paradise. The lack of identification and age verification, um, because users only have to put a birth date upon sign up, so they can lie. It's just self-reported." It means adult users who are looking for young victims can very easily gain access. You know, they can pretend to be a sixteen-year-old. They can pretend to be a ten-year-old, um, and it's horrible. Um, so here's here's some here here is some just straight up statistics, not emotionally charged anything. Sixty-eight point nine seven percent of tweens and ninety percent of teens encountered nudity or content of sexual nature, on kick. And then 9.95% of tweens and 20.54% of teens encountered predatory behaviors from someone online. Okay? 20% of all teens on kick. That's a fifth. So in a room of five kids, at least one of them, have been ha, had predatory encounters on kick kick was listed by bark bark technologies we love bark technologies shout out um they're listed by bark as the number one app flagged for severe sexual content and number four for severe bullying number one for hate speech and number five for extreme violence okay that's just predatory behavior we haven't even talked about the pornography yet okay So Kik's policies, they say, at least, that they don't allow pornography, right? They don't don't allow inappropriate content to be posted anywhere on the platform. They even go so far to say that by inappropriate content, um, they mean any photo, video, any written depiction of pornography, anything, anything at all, nudity, real or implied sexual acts, anything um, that doesn't belong in a positive chat community um, with an audience 13 and up. However, these policies are not being enforced by any in any meaningful way at all whatsoever. And kids are still in danger when using kick. That's the thing. If you go against the kick guidelines, they don't kick you off. They do nothing. They just say something in policy to make the law happy. And then they don't enforce anything. It's not safe at all for your kids. Um and so just, just for kicks and giggles, because, you know, we advocates do this. I do, I did this on Instagram and TikTok. There are some people at the National Center on Ex- Sexual Exploitation. They downloaded and set up a kick account and just pretend to be a 13 year old. All they did was put in their birth date, said that they're a 13 year old. Um, and using only the suggested terms to look up common interests like hashtag Pokemon or like. Um, Hashtag fun or something like that. It resulted in chat rooms dedicated to pornography, trading sexual explicit images, nudes and other things. Literally, people would get on kick to trade pornography. Like just like I talked about Discord a little while ago. Very similar to Discord. It's a private messaging platform, except this one's anonymous. And so no one's going to know it was you. You don't think it can lead back to you. And so pornography is all over the place. I mean, just the sheer numbers of predators that it attracts because of the pornography, these predators who have been arrested over the years for instances of grooming, enticement, and even child sexual abuse um, material being distributed through Kick shows just how much Kick is letting slip through the cracks. Just how much they don't care. All they care is about the downloads. They don't care about your kids. They care about your kids' attention. They don't care about your kids. Kick is not doing enough um, to enforce policies that they have. They're not doing enough to enforce their guidelines. They're not doing enough to protect their kids, bottom line. Um, it's not a safe place, and they're not doing anything to make it a safe place for the very population that makes it so popular. Instead, they have allowed predators and pornography to run rampant for years, putting millions of minors in danger every single day. It is so so appalling and disgusting, um, and it's 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 a predator's playground. It's a perfect safe haven for them, and I mean mul- multiple m- multiple convicted sexual predators who are in prison now have talked about Kick and how it's one of the most used apps by predators because it's so easy to access kids. So if if your kid has Kick please kick them off of the app. Ha! See what I did there? Um, it's just no good. It's not good for them. It's not good for anybody. Um, kick is is worthless, and it shouldn't be on your kid's phone. Um, but here, here's here's the thing, guys. You need to be actively involved in your kid's social media life. You need to be actively involved in what your kid consumes on social media. So, like, let's say they have kick. Let's say they have whatever, you know, these other apps and stuff, Instagram. How are you going to be able to help them if you don't even know what's on their phone? How often do you check their phone? What are some of the safe tech practices that you do in your house? Um, When I do parent nights, I talk about just basic safe tech tips, just good rules of thumb that you can do in your home. And one of the most basic rules of thumb that everyone should be doing in their home with their devices is A, the the, the devices are never in the bedroom. Never, never, never in the bedroom. They charge somewhere else. All the devices should charge in a central location. That is not the bedroom. Because when kids are alone with a computer, a device, a phone, something, that is 90% of the time, that is when predators reach them. When they are alone in their room with a device, they are alone in their room with potentially hundreds of thousands of predators especially if they have um these apps Uh, specifically what we're talking about today kick and so first rule phones should never be in the bedroom they should always be in a public place if your kid is on a phone if your kid's on a computer they need to be in a public place so that they cannot so that they're not alone when a predator comes knocking so that mom or dad is right there to help them when something pops up second other than that um and i kind of already mentioned it that all of all all of the devices need to charge in a central location so that you can go through them and look at them people say oh but my kid deserves privacy no they don't no kid deserves privacy on their on their phone not because you're scared of what they're doing but because you want to know what other people are doing and saying at them you have no you don't know what you don't know and you can't help them if you don't know what's going on so follow those two basic safe tech tips okay number 1 don't have your kid's phone in their room, and number two, um, charge in a central location so you can look through them. No privacy. Um, and specifically, as we're talking about Kick right now, obviously you should delete Kick off your kid's phone if they have Kick, and if they have Kick, you need to have a serious talk about when was the last time someone sent them something inappropriate. Because I guarantee it's not if, is when was the last time? Because especially if they have Kick, they were sent nude pictures. If your kid has Kick, they have seen pornography, a hundred percent, and so you need to talk to them about that, and be real with them, and have a very frank conversation about, hey, I noticed you have Kick, and I'm so sorry, I did not know beforehand how dangerous this app was. When was the last time someone sent you in something inappropriate on this on this app? We need to delete it. We need to get rid of this app. We need to keep you safe. Oh, but mom, everyone else is doing it. Well, guess what? I'm your mom. I get to be your parent sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I get to take away apps when they are dangerous for your well-being. Oh my goodness. I wish so much that these companies would stop caring so much about money and just care about kids for once. Don't get me wrong. We need money to survive. We need money to live sometimes, but not at the expense of kids. Never at the expense of kids. Never, ever, ever. Um, so don't, please don't have this app. Um, Kids don't have this app, not worth it. Parents, uh, make sure that your kids don't have this app because it's dangerous for them. Um, I think that's about it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, We got some exciting things happening at Save the Kids. Um, I will be speaking here in about a month um, in Tooele. It'll be a fun time. Uh, I'll be doing a full day of assemblies and a parent night. Um, And then we're planning a virtual assembly, I think, sometime we just did a virtual assembly, actually, for a blanding. That was really cool. That was fun. Um, so we got some fun stuff coming up. Um, and here's the thing, guys: we are all, all, we're, we're always about save the kids, right? That's what I mean. Our founder, Colin Karchner, when he started this movement, it's been about saving the kids, and it is never going to change. But we need all hands on deck. We need everyone to help us out. There are going to be bullies. There are going to be trolls. There are going to be negative people on the internet saying that you are crazy for wanting to not giving your kids smartphones. There's going to be kids on the internet saying that save the kids is crazy, saying that we're horrible people, saying horrible different things. You need to know that it's all about the kids. That's all you need to know is that the kids matter most. And I will fight to my last breath. To make sure that the kids are safe. So... Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, Make sure to go check out at Save the Kids Inc. on Instagram if you're not already following us so you can stay up to date. And if you want to get a speaker into your community, make sure to fill out the speaker form that is in the podcast description or on our Instagram so you can get a speaker to your community so we can help educate our teens, our youth, help them get off social media and so we can educate our parents to help keep their kids safe from the dangers of social media. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. You are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.